Hey everyone, David Bowden here. Before we start the show, we have a special announcement from the team here at Spoken Gospel. As we approach our summer film block, we're filming our final introductions for our whole project on the Bible, including books of the Bible like the book of Revelation and Chronicles, and it's going to be an amazing time. And we are almost finished funding our need for this film block, and we have about $30,000 left to cross the finish line. And we are asking you, our podcast listeners, to help make this possible. So please consider supporting our mission by visiting the Spoken Gospel website, clicking on donate and contributing what you can. Whether you choose to donate once or monthly, we're so grateful for your support. Okay, now on with the show. It does not matter what you've done. Right. It literally doesn't matter what right. you've done. It doesn't matter how you could be responsible for killing God himself. And he would forgive you. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I mean, and that's what's amazing that he chose like someone like Paul. Right. Who did murder Christians. Yeah. And when Jesus met him, he said, why are you hurting me? Right. And and it's a person like that that Jesus not only forgives, but elevates and uses. Welcome to the Spoken Gospel Podcast. Spoken Gospel is a ministry that's dedicated to speaking the gospel out of every corner of scripture. In Luke 24, Jesus told his disciples that every part of the Bible is about him. In each episode, hosts David and Seth work through a passage of scripture to see how it's all about Jesus and his good news. Let's jump in. Well, welcome everybody to Good Friday. This is our walk through Holy Week. Yesterday we were in Maundy Thursday, the day that Jesus reoriented the Passover meal toward his death, his own body and blood. Mm -hmm. And today we are talking about the day Jesus was crucified. Yeah. One of the most important days in the history of the universe. I said this at the end of yesterday, but this is the day that feels like so much happens, so much is contained within the crucifixion of Jesus that yeah. especially a 15-minute podcast feels like, <laughs> oh, man, how are we... we will say less than the day deserves. Yes, uh, we will. So we'll just we'll state that at the beginning, yeah. <laughs> that we are here to just kind of provide some meditation and some clarity <laughs> and some teaching, but we'll not be able to communicate the gravitas of everything that happened on this day. So uh, we kind of left off yesterday, Monday, Thursday, with Jesus being betrayed by Judas, taken away, beaten until the sun rises. Uh, And now he's in the hands of who? The day ends with Jesus being accused of blasphemy by the Jewish court system. Mm -hmm. But the Jewish court system has no right to execute anybody. Right, because they're under Roman power. And only Rome can approve execution, capital punishment. Right, but Rome has different standards for the death penalty Mm -hmm. than Jews might. Blasphemy would not be on there. Like, ah, I don't really care. <laughs> so the religious establishment has to make up charges against Jesus. Right. They call uh, him a tax evader. Right? They call him a tax evader <laughs> um, and an insurrectionist uh, yeah. claiming to be the king of the Jews. Which if you're going to try to get Rome to kill somebody, those are the two to go for. <laughs> tax evasion. <laughs> tax evasion because Rome loved their taxes. Yes. And two, insurrectionists, someone threatening the Pax Romana, the peace of Rome. Yeah. Those two things will get you killed. Yeah. In Rome. That's right. That's right. That's yeah. exactly So right. they bring those charges against him, but they're having trouble with it sticking. 
Right. Jesus, one, never said it. Right. But he also never denies it. Yeah. Uh, so anyway. Especially the king of the Jews thing. The king of the Jews thing. Right. Yeah. But what they do. So Pilate says, okay, I'll see. I'll see your case. The Roman okay. so governor at the, the time. Roman governor at the time, Pontius Pilate, sees the case, hears the evidence, and comes to the conclusion, that's, especially when you read Luke's narrative. That's right. That Jesus is innocent par excellence he can find right. nothing to bring against jesus right he's right. claiming that his kingdom is not of this world which means that he's, he's not trying to usurp roman power or so power. there's he's doing nothing wrong right and so Pilate correctly perceives that the pharisees are trying to use his execution system to benefit their agenda yes but then he also knows that there's a delicate piece in the balance here. He has yeah. to play politics. Right. And so if he just says, you know what, everybody get over it. I'm releasing Jesus. He'd have a mutiny on his hands. Right. And so he tries to play politician and he gives them what he thinks will be an out, a, an olive branch. He says, you know, okay, on Passover, we have a tradition where I release one of your Jewish prisoners. That's right. Right. And so right. he says, should I release to you this known insurrectionist named Barabbas yes. who was actually guilty of killing and marauding and he all, was a terrorist. He was a terrorist yes. uh, trying, but he was trying to do the same thing Jesus was, That's but right. in a different way. He was yeah. trying to bring about the downfall mm -hmm. of this evil kingdom, yep. but through violence and wickedness. Yeah. And, and it, surely he, they won't take this marauder right over, like, this, over this, this Jesus. This so Jesus. who should I release from right. prison Barabbas or Jesus? And they choose Barabbas. Yeah, they choose the and, the we and we always choose Barabbas, don't we? And we uh, we always choose <laughs> we the, always choose a little bit of force, a little over, bit of force, a little bit of self sacrifice. Peace. Yeah, exactly. A couple interesting things that yeah. what uh, about this is one that I think Pilate is doing this to expose their motives. Oh, that's cool because yeah. he's he knows that they're trying to use him. Yeah, and so he's saying, well, then I'm just going to out you for what you really are. Right. You. This isn't about actual justice for insurrectionists mm -hmm. otherwise you'd actually uh, you'd actually keep the insurrectionists prisoned that's this right is really about your uh, he's like here's a person who has the same claims that's right that you're charging jesus against what do you want to do i'm going to force you to be a hypocrite that's right ah that's, uh, that's so, so you, that's clever he's very clever yeah and then on a kind of theological divine coincidence notes mm -hmm. do you know what the name barabbas means no son of the father Oh man! So, um, <laughs> so you have the Son of God and the Son of God. Yes, yeah, Son of the Father, and the Son of the Father, and they choose the wrong one. They choose the wrong Son of God. Yeah. Oh man, they that's isn't that fascinating? That is fascinating. So, yeah, yes. And what else is interesting too is when Pilate backs him into a corner, the the people, uh, the Pharisees, the religious leaders, they end up saying something that's so self-condemning what do they say they he says isn't this your king and they say we have no king but caesar that's right they throw all of their political allegiance mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. at least publicly yeah behind right. rome mm -hmm. and completely abandon the messianic mm -hmm. quest yeah in that moment that's right which is just heartbreaking to right. read in the biblical narrative of a search for a king yeah. to finally have the king that they've been waiting for standing before them right. and then to look at him and say, you know what, never mind. We have no king but Caesar. Crucify Jesus. Yeah. And they get a mob to help them in this. They, yeah. they rile up a crowd, start a riot, get this whole crowd to chant, crucify him, yep. crucify him, yeah. crucify him. And let's talk about crucifixion for a second. Okay. Because like, 
if you're reading the narrative and you didn't know where this was going, I feel like the crowd chanting crucify him. Mm-hmm. If you were a reader in this time, you'd have been like, how did we get there so quickly? How did we get to the most inhuman form of execution that Rome has to offer? Like, yeah. it was a, that, that kind of execution was, was reserved for criminals that needed to be made an example of. Yeah, like, that wasn't the standard way they killed people. No, it was like, yeah. That was right. the extraordinary case. Yeah. And so, I mean, I'm just trying to, like, inhabit the, the mind of a first century the, person. The best, like, the visceral reaction. Yeah that I have to the word lynching lynching yeah is probably the closest visceral right. reaction we can get to crucifixion right it's this public spectacle yes. it's a, a form of execution that's a spectacle yeah and makes an example of but shames the person being killed mm-hmm. while also being done to some extent for the entertainment of others watching. that's right uh, to get a, just a little graphic yeah and Jesus was spared this because of the Sabbath yeah. His body was taken off the cross That's right. after he died. But typically what would happen was these bodies would be left up on the crosses as these prolonged symbols right. of what happens when you cross Rome. Yeah. So it's like, you know, the, the, the road to the Pax Romana was paved by a thousand crosses. You know, like yeah. the, the only way they kept the peace was by, by under right. threat of violence. By wielding death. And so much so that these... These people that would hang up on the cross, often they would the, their bottom halves would be eaten by wild dogs. Crazy. And it was just like this horrible, horrible, right. disgraceful, shameful way to die. Yeah. And so for the Pharisees to, to wield and request the worst weapon of Rome is just one of the, like, the craziest scandals yes. I've ever seen. And because I think for us, cross just kind of goes right, right over our heads. But like, I just wanted to land for a moment yeah. on what Jesus was being confronted with. Yeah, it's very heavy. Yeah, it's very heavy. But perhaps more surprising than the Pharisees' willingness to execute one of one of their own mm-hmm. is the way that Jesus's death subverts everything about the crucifixion hmm. when he is carted off to be crucified the Roman soldiers start torturing him. They put a crown on his head of thorns, right? right. They put a purple robe on him. They put a, a, a scepter in his hand made out of reeds, and they all bowed to him. He said he was the king of the Jews, and so they're mocking him for this claim. Yeah. But then the gospel writers will also say that when Jesus is finally hammered into the cross, he's lifted up or raised up, which yep. is the same type of language that kings would have been described by when they are raised up to their throne. Right. So if you've been paying attention to the narrative so far, Jesus has said yep. all the way back when Mary anointed his feet that he must die mm-hmm. in order to be the king that brings life. Right. And he rode in on the king's animal and yep. his journey to his throne has been there ever since. Right. And so he got his crown, he got his robe, and yep. now his throne is a cross. Yeah. And he transforms this public mm-hmm. shaming device. Yep into a place of enthronement to or, show that he yeah that yeah. he's going to bring life from death that's right and then nailed like above his cross is a sign jesus 
king of the Jews. Yes. Right? That's like, right. There's even an inscribed title on his throne. Yes. And it makes the religious elite uncomfortable. Because they, they say, take it down. They said, no, no. Oh, he, no. They, they said it should say, he said he is yeah, the king of the Jews. <laughs> we, don't, we don't think he said, he said that. Yeah. He's like, I've written what I've written. I've written what I've written. Oh, it's, it's too good. It's he really was a, good. He was a clever little guy. He's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. For his, uh, as for politically his, expediency, yeah, expediency yeah. and cowardice, he was clever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're not like on team pilot here. We're not on okay. team pilot. Um, okay. So, interesting. Yes. When he's on the cross. Yes. He does some things that are very memorable. Yeah. The one that most of us think of is that he forgives his tormentors. Yeah. Says, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Right. And then in another story, he is hanging on the cross, hanging on his cross next to two other people also tried for insurrection. Mm -hmm. um, and one of them's mocking Jesus. Yep. And the other one is saying, is sympathetic to Jesus. Yep. And Jesus turns to him and says, don't worry. Today you will be with me in paradise. Yeah. You'll, you'll be with me yeah. in, in my new kingdom. And then after this moment is the moment when Jesus dies. Yeah. He says, it is finished. It is finished. Yeah. It is finished. And then he dies. Yeah. And then the curtain and the temple. Right. Where he was just a few days earlier. Where this whole thing started. Yep. Splits in two. Right. And so. And that curtain is the, the place in between the priests of God, the yeah. people of God, and God's presence, the mercy seat. Yes. Right? So once a year behind that curtain, there's a special box yep. called the mercy seat. Yep. And this is in the Holy of Holies. The yeah. Holy of Holies. Yep. Yeah. The, the, the most sacred place within the temple. And once a year, the high priest, Caiaphas, would mm. have gone in there and taken blood and sprinkled it on there. And that would have given mercy yeah. to all of God's people. So it is packed with a lot of very interesting irony, but deep symbolic significance mm. that Jesus's final moments is spent forgiving his tormentors, those responsible for his execution, a fellow insurrectionist, and then the mercy seat in which Caiaphas has asked God to atone for his people's sins oh. is now potentially atoning for Caiaphas's if he would accept Goodness. Jesus's death. Oh my gosh. He doesn't, but that's what Jesus is doing in that moment. Yeah, He's saying, because I have died, I'm the blood that's sprinkled on the mercy seat by the high priest. Right. And anyone who desires God's mercy can have it. Mm. That's, that's yeah. <laughs> the death of Jesus is good news. Friday is good yeah. because that death provides forgiveness for those who killed him. He, uh, the way Isaiah says that he was pierced for our transgressions. Oh, right. He was crushed for our iniquities. And think about that language, mm. our iniquities. Whose right. iniquities? Israel's iniquities. Yeah. He's a prophet. He's the religious establishment, right? Mm. Isaiah, Jeremiah, these people yeah. are part of the court system. Our iniquities, the punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds, we, God's people, are healed. Mm. So, yeah, Isaiah is predicting this suffering servant, this anointed Messiah who would be punished for the things that we should be punished for. Yes. But it's not, what's interesting is it's not that, oh, he got the punishment instead of us only. It's mm -hmm. but by his wounds were healed. It's not, uh, he got yeah. wounded and I didn't. Right, right, right. It's I have festering wounds already. But I get to be in paradise. But I get to be yeah. healed and be yeah. in paradise. It's yeah. like, it's not only do I escape death, mm -hmm. but I get a kind of life that, 
Yeah, I would have you never. You get resurrection life, yeah. right? That you get. Yeah, you get that. It's like I've heard. I've heard one person say, "We think about like if if this is equilibrium, and for our audio only listeners, I'm right. <laughs> holding my hand up, kind of middle of my of my body." Um, and we start right next to zero, you yeah. know, and as we sin, we dip down negative one, negative two, negative three. We keep <laughs> yeah, dropping down yeah, and yeah. down and down. And we think that Jesus's death brings us back to zero, back to right. equilibrium. Right. And in fact, what that would be by his wounds, we're not wounded. Yeah. By his wounds. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but he says, but by his wounds we're healed. So yeah, sense. sure. We're at negative a thousand, but when Jesus dies for us, we're not brought to zero. Right. We're brought to a healing we would have never received beforehand like yeah. without him we, we are brought to this new kind of life that yeah. we would have never deserve yeah yeah it's and, and and i think what's amazing too to come back to your point is who is jesus saving in this moment who is he surrounded by who is he right. offering this mercy to yes it's not his tried and true you know buddies who, right. who deserved it Right. No, like no one is around him who deserves yeah, this. Yeah, he's abandoned by all of his followers. Yeah. Like he's alone, right. except maybe for his mother. Yeah, and John. And John. Yeah. He's alone. And so he is offering this forgiveness, yeah. this mercy to everyone who's abandoned him and everyone who's made his death possible. Right. And it's like that has to open up something in your heart. Like yes. to be like I cuz I mean I am an expert at disqualifying myself from God's grace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm yes. like I think everybody else deserves it except me. <laughs> and but what it says is it does not matter what you've done. Right. It literally doesn't matter what right. you've done. It doesn't matter how you could be responsible for killing God himself and he would forgive you. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I mean and that's what's amazing that he chose like someone like Paul Right. Who did murder Christians. Yeah. And when Jesus met him, he said, why are you hurting me? Right. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. and it's a person like that, that Jesus not only forgives, but elevates and uses. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's amazing. The circumstance of the crucifixion, it shows you who is qualified right. to receive the grace that was earned on the cross. Right. And, and it's the very people who killed him. And go back to why was Jesus so angry when he cleared out the temple? Mm. He was angry on, on one level because they were excluding Gentiles, people who would have, by just by virtue of their ethnicity, the right. Jewish establishment was kicking them out. But God's intention has been that all people, regardless of sin status, right. regardless of guilt status, mm-hmm. could be accepted into his temple. Right. And so any boundary on top of that yeah. is angering. Yeah. Why would you put more barriers between me between me and my people when I don't even count guilt. Right. They're guilt in killing me against them. Yeah. No wonder he was so mad. No wonder he was so mad. He he was so mad because he's like, you are excluding people I'm trying to show grace to. Yes. Yeah, that's beautiful. So it is finished. It is finished. Jesus dies. It opens up a path to all who will come to receive mercy from the mercy seat because of Jesus' sprinkled blood. Mm -hmm. And the Sabbath day is approaching. That's right. And the day that Jesus lays in his tomb. So they asked to take him off the cross so he can rest on the Sabbath. He's taken down off the cross and put in a borrowed tomb mm-hmm. of a man named Joseph of Arimathea. And he's laid to rest and everybody goes home for the Sabbath. That's right. Morning. That's Good Friday. That's Good Friday. Again, I do feel the weight of what you said at the beginning. Right. I can't give word to... There's a lot of... What's happening here? There's a lot of different 
thoughts on why it's called Good Friday. Mm. Like it's not a clear answer to why traditionally it's been called Good Friday. Some people say it's good because of what Jesus accomplished. Yeah. He gives mercy to people who don't deserve it, right. which is a good enough reason to call it Good Friday. It's good. Um, other people, and I think this is interesting, is just it's a corruption of God's Friday. Oh. And I was like, oh, that's fascinating. But it was like, this is when God does all the work. You know, mm. like this is the Friday in which God's covenant, new covenant with humanity is mercy towards humanity. It's all being done. Wow. This is God's Friday. God's Friday. This is God's last act of work. I love that. I like that too. Oh, because uh, like, I mean, <laughs> so after the resurrection, spoiler yeah. alert, <laughs> Jesus on the road to Emmaus. Yep. He says, I want you to, you know, I want you to look at all the law and all the prophets, everything in your old Testament. Yeah. And in all of it, you can see why the, the son of man, why the Messiah had to die and raise three days later. He's saying like the, all of scripture has been pointing to a time that the Messiah would die. Right. And God's right. been telling that story all the way to his day when he would make everything he promised and foreshadowed come true. Yeah. And that's why it's God's Friday is because on the cross, Jesus finished everything God said would be done. That's really cool. Yeah. Okay. That is Good Friday. Yeah. Tomorrow is Black Saturday Black, or Holy, Holy Saturday. Saturday. That's right. The day where nothing happens. Where nothing happens. Because Jesus is resting in the tomb on the day of rest. Yeah. The day of Sabbath. So thank you for joining us today on Good Friday. We will see you again tomorrow on Holy Saturday. Thank you for listening to the Spoken Gospel Podcast. Spoken Gospel creates short films, devotionals, and podcasts like this one. Everything we make is free because of generous supporters like you. To see our resources, visit SpokenGospel.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thanks for listening. See you next time.